This is the Cherished You Podcast. I am your host, Rama. This is an evergreen content warning. Um, This podcast talks a lot about abuse and uh, trauma and surviving from both. Uh, We talk about narcissistic abuse. So please understand that if you are not comfortable with talking about those things and your mental health openly and honestly, maybe with not uh, so much polish, uh, this may not be the space for you. Also understand that uh, this ta- this podcast also tackles uh, societal issues of racism, capitalism, um, patriarchy, misogyny, whiteness. So if any of these I um, these topics trigger you, please feel free to leave this space and um, without comment and without any vitriol. Um, and that is perfectly fine for both you and I. Thank you. Hello again. This week's episode, this is actually kind of like a bonus episode, I guess. Um, I wasn't, I, I, I honestly didn't have time to record um, the past couple of weeks. And I kind of blocked out this particular topic. Um, and then with the closer like I got to um today it kind of kept hitting me that um there's there's stuff I need to talk about around this topic and that I should just kind of like go ahead and do it and whenever I'm waffling on a decision I'm not normally an indecisive person so when I do become indecisive it's usually just a marker um for me an indication that there's something that I need to um, confront and then integrate. And that's really, um, with this particular topic, that really is, um, that's true. I know that's true for me. So uh, today, where this week is actually Mother's Day in the United States. And Mother's Day is, also, um, is really, really weird for me generally. I remember growing up thinking that it's weird that um, in this country, because Mother's Day doesn't, like I, I've, I've lived in other countries, we used to go to Pakistan a lot as kids, so I understood Pakistani culture from a, Pakistan, from a Pakistani's like perspective um, well growing up, and uh, Mother's Day really just, it kind of really exists here. And in our household, um, there was this point that both my parents used to make, which is like, yeah, there's Mother's and Father's Day here, but you're supposed to, you know, love and honor your parents, your mother, your mother and your father every day. And that's kind of how it was for them growing up. And then that's kind of the culture um, for South Asians in particular, um, that I think Asian cultures tend to have this kind of like really bred into them, all kinds of Asians. Um, but I definitely know it's true for South Asians. And I I know growing up it was always kind of really weird as a holiday, not just its existence, but just the whole fanfare around it. It's gotten worse over the years. I think it's gotten much more commercialized and consumer-based um, over the years, like most things have. Um, but Mother's Day is also really weird when you have a narcissistic mother. And it's really weird when you have gone no contact with your mother. 
And this is my, um, I want to say this is my third or fourth Mother's Day since I've gone no contact with my family. Um, really my mom, but every, you know, mostly my, like all, every member of my family. And I often say this to people in my life, like I'm the only one who really knows the pain that I carry every day with not being able to have a family life that I wanted, that I've always wanted since I was a kid, to really have like that bond with people who you have shared experiences with, especially your formative shared experiences. Like I would give anything to be able to have a healthy bond with those people, but it's just not in the cards for me. And it's a pain that while I am more than aware that I am happier now, I am content to a certain degree with my life, and generally everything is a positive, but there is a part of me that yearns for that kind of family bond with my nuclear family that I just don't have, and it's just not in the cards for me. And these holidays, you know, there's birthdays, my, my siblings' birthdays are one where this also kind of gets triggered in a deeper way. My birthday, um, Mother's Day, Father's Day, these kind of things. Um, you know, holidays like Ramadan and Eid just happened. So those kind of holidays as well. I, um, this kind of, the, the pain that I live with kind of really comes to the surface and is, um, it really does remind me that while I have healed, and continue to heal. Healing does not mean the absence of emotions and emotional response um, around the things that you didn't get. As much as what you got was crap, there's also on the flip side of that, a whole bunch of things that you don't get when you have a narcissistic mother in a toxic family unit. You just don't. And it sucks and it is um, okay to let it be sucky. And that's always a nice bonus for these, this time that, you know, these holidays and stuff. But the other thing is like, in America in particular, America has a very um, weird obsession with celebrating certain roles for people without ever acknowledging that it makes those roles harder than necessary on those people and also um how it doesn't allow um it doesn't really um care about those roles except in the sense of are you consuming something in order to celebrate the role the way that we're telling you there's a very big performative acts aspect to how American culture really makes certain um, makes certain things uh, kind of hard to deal with. Mother Mother's Day is one of those things. Um, mothers are both revered and hated in this country in a way that I really have not experienced anywhere else. Um, mothers in in Pakistan and in Desi culture as a whole are revered 
really. Um, there's all of these things around um, pre, like at least the process of becoming a mother, right? Pre-pregnancy, pregnancy, and, po and postpartum. All of those phases have very, very big um, and embedded rules of culture that are embedded uh, like uh, as South Asians. None of that exists in the United States. None of those safeguards, none of those community-oriented um, practices exist in the United States. Mothers are on an island by themselves. Um, and then on top of that, they're given so many obstacles in their attempt to be good mothers, they, they, it's made so much harder. Um, yet, the, yet this country forces motherhood on people who don't want to be mothers all the time. So it's, it's so very odd to me that with, that this, um, this day exists here because it's just like, it's such, it's, it's, to me, it's so emblematic of what uh, malignant narcissism really is. Like I, I like, you know, if, if, uh, if as a, as a narcissistic mother, like having experience raised with one, I, I can feel like she's like, praise me, love me outwardly. I don't care how you feel on the inside, but for this one day, you get to keep your mouth shut and you get to shower me with affection and gifts and, you know, dinner and whatever else make me feel special, even though in reality, outside of giving birth to, I really haven't done anything to help you in the long term. It's, it's, it's very, um, it's very, very interesting, I think. And I think people who have narcissistic mothers are really the only ones who can understand exactly how weird it is to try to celebrate Mother's Day with a narcissistic mom. It's very, um, it's like a microcosm of what America, to me, what American culture is as a whole. But even beyond that, what comes up for me on, on holidays like this is A, what I missed out on. Um, not just even the, 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 the presence of a present mother in my life, but I also, I also struggle with the empathy I have for my own mother, that she didn't come out of the womb a narcissist. She had circumstances in her life that made her to be that way. What would have happened had her mother been able to raise her? Had, had my grandmother lived long enough to raise my mother, would she have been a different person? I absolutely guarantee it. I absolutely know for sure, had my grandmother been alive to raise my, to raise my mother, my mother would have been a different person, which then also means that I would have been a different person. Maybe I would have gotten um, a little bit more of the emotional regulation and experience that I needed to have, to have been a nor quote unquote normal person. Um, so I, I do, um, I do always think about on Mother's Day, all the mothers that came before mine and how they all, inf like all of their 
experience and existences influenced my mother, thus influenced mine. We're not unconnected from each other. It doesn't matter that they're not alive anymore. They live in the imprints that I carry. They live in the way that my mother lives. They live in the way that my sister lives. So I, ha I often um, struggle with this anger um, and rage, really, honestly, of everything that made all the women that came before me unable to be the kind of mother that they wanted to be because their circumstances just wouldn't have allowed it. Because I honestly believe had my mother received any kind of emotional support as a child, had she not been so traumatized as a child, she, she would have been a much more present mother for me if that is what she wanted. I'm, pretty, I'm also not sure up until this age, there are certain things that she, she said throughout my lifetime where I'm like, I'm not sure my mother wanted to be a mom. But she wasn't given that choice. In order to be a functioning member of society, both South Asian and American, she had to be a mother. In order to really have herself be seen, she had to be a mother. She would have been even more erased than she already felt had she not been one. Um, so that is really, um, it, it's, it's a weird struggle of mine because I do have compassion and empathy for the child that my mother was who didn't get what she needed. And then I also have to carry simultaneously empathy and compassion for the younger version of me who didn't get what she needed and the adult version of me who will never have the relationships with my nuclear family that I wish I did. And so this day is a little, a little bit less, it's actually mostly less about celebration and it's more about giving myself the space to grieve. And I grieve a little bit every year. And again, this is really only, I think it's my, it's, it's my third Mother's Day without uh, having been in no contact with my, with my mother. And this is really like, each year it's been a little bit different. The first one was, was very defiant. The second one was a lot of grief. This one has a lot of grief as well. And I think that each subsequent one will, um, will have some grief in it. But I think over time, um, I'll, I'll definitely be able to move through some of it. But there's, there's a lot of, along with that grief is a lot of rage for all the women, all the other mothers that came before mine that who didn't get to be the kind of mother that they wanted to be. Whether they wanted to be or not, they were never given that choice. They were never given the opportunity to choose how they wanted to show up. They just had, they were all traumatized and they were all put into situations where they had to do the choice for survival and that was what you had to do. And that's what you did. And then on the flip side of that is also my own struggle with viewing myself as mother material because I don't have kids. And, and for me, it's, it's weird because I, I really don't... Um, 
I don't know how I would be as a mother. All I know is that I wasn't ready to be a mom when everyone else around me was becoming a mother. Like my sister has, I think she had a kid at like 31 or something like that. At 31, I couldn't have done it. I couldn't have done it at 25. Um, I couldn't have done it at 20. There are some people getting freaking having kids at 22 or, or like that's not at any, no, that was never going to happen for me. And I'm glad it never did. But I do have this, um, urge every now and then at this age to really want to see if I want to experience that. Now I'm always, uh, I always get two, uh, kind of two responses in my body. Whenever I think about wanting to become a mother, I don't want to go through pregnancy. No, thank you. It is one of the most horrific processes of the human, of, of a woman's life or, you know, people with uteruses and, it is so hard on your body, just as a whole, top to bottom, mental, emotional, physical. It is just a very hard process. And I am not ashamed to say that I do not think I'm cut out for it. Um, I will definitely not be bearing my own children if I don't have my village intact. I am not raising a child by myself in this world. That is not happening either. So I think in a way, at least for me, I know that I've always been kind of guided and protected from certain experiences. And if I have been protected from being, from, from being a single mother, there is a reason for that. And I will choose to be grateful to, (laughs) to God and the universe for that one. Um, but I, I, it, it is something I've thought about for pretty much since I've been 15, because there's this weird thing that's bred into you when you grow up in a, um, in a Desi household, there was always this assumption that I was just going to get married and have kids. And it's, and I've known that for as long as I've known that I wanted to be a doctor, like those two things were always kind of there. And it's really weird to be at this age and be neither a doctor nor a wife and mother. Like neither, none of those things happened for me in the way that I wanted them to. Um, and I can't say, at least I know with the doctor thing, I've, I've kind of come around and been like, okay, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do in the way that I want to do it. So really, um, what does a traditional practice really mean to me? Don't really care. Um, but, but the wife and mother thing is just like a recent and by recent, I mean really within the last couple of years where I've kind of really, at least like, you know, within myself kind of gone through all of my processes and all of my, um, you know, undoing all of my internalized culture of, of all the cultures that I've been exposed to and raised with to realize like, just because everybody around me tells me that I'm supposed to get married and have a child, I, I've always thought of it from the point of view of the child. The child doesn't ask to be alive. You know, it doesn't ask to be here. So do I want to have a child just to satisfy some sort of deep gaping hole of unconditional love within me? Because that's why my mother had kids. Part of the big reason like was social expectation. The other part was, Hey, if I give birth to a kid, that kid must be dependent on me for a while. Anyway, they'll have to love me. And that's not how it works. Kids are tiny humans. They have their own existence. 
they're allowed to decide whether or not they want to love you. You also have to prove to them that you are worthy of unconditional love from a child. And that does not include providing for that child because guess what? You brought the child into the world. You are responsible for at least that much. So for me, I'm, you know, I have pets and I love my pets, but my pets are really the only source of unconditional love that I'll ever get, um, really, because I, I can't ask a human child to unconditionally love me just because I brought it into the world. It didn't want that. But my pets, on the other hand, you know, they're relatively simple <laughs> and in, their, in, in the needs department, and um, they will love you no matter what. So maybe being a parent to human kids may not be in the cards for me, but the uh, four-legged kind um, is proving to be enough. And I think there's no shame in really allowing yourself to just be okay with that. Now, I am not going to speak for anybody who has fertility issues or um, whose children have passed away in some for some reason or anything like that. I have not had those experiences. I do not know how to speak to those people. So if anything I said before does not apply to you guys, um, I can only speak for people who have my experience. So if you have a narcissistic mother and this holiday is kind of weird for you, you know what? It's fine. Let it be weird. Let yourself feel what you need to feel. And it doesn't have to be hunky dory because guess what? You didn't have the hunky dory family. It's okay. Yes, it sucks. So let it give yourself room to let it suck. And if all you have are the fur babies instead of human babies, you are still a mother in my eyes, mainly because I do think of myself as one. Like, ain't nobody else going to feed my kids or clean them up after them if it's not me. And they will love me with no expectation other than me just being here. And you know what? That's all I can handle right now. So I'm okay with that. If I was meant to have human kids, I'd have had them by now. Of that, I am absolutely sure. So um, maybe in the future, nobody knows what's coming. But if not, if not, it's not going to be the end of the world for me. Although I think the end of the world might just be here already. We're just not ready to admit it yet. <laughs> um so if you're just, I hope this helps. Like I felt like, um, I really didn't want to record this one. So I kind of was like pushed to, and I hope this helps whoever is, needs to hear it. If you, if you do have kids, happy mother's day, you're doing a great job. And, and if you have kids and you had a narcissistic mother, you really are working without a, a a template or be a net and put both of those situations together. And I am in awe of your ability to handle hard things because it's, an, I can't do it. Can't do it. I'm not even ashamed to admit it. There's no shame in that. 
I can't. So if you are, thank you. And I hope that if there's any way that anyone can help, anyone in this community can help you, um, if I can, you know, personally or in your own community, I hope you reach out and ask for that help. Um, but I really hope it's just offered freely so that you know that it's available and that you take advantage of it because that shit is hard. And yeah, take all the help you can need, you need, even if you don't need it, take it anyway, because this shit is not meant to be done on its own. You are not meant to parent alone. You are not meant to parent in a vacuum. You are not meant to parent on an island. It is hard. So do you. Uh, thanks so much for listening today, guys. Um, and I will be back next week with another episode. Thanks so much. Oops. Thanks so much for listening to the Cherished You podcast. If you could please leave me a review, um, subscribe, and share. It really helps get the podcast out to those who it will help the most. Mm-hmm.